0: You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union Zero 430 podcast, brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market, and Vortex Canada, the Force
1: of Optics.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430. This is episode 98, and it's a gooder. If you've been following our social media over the last two weeks, especially, um, you've seen that uh, we've been posting about this new product. Um, We're pretty excited about it, Um, and you're going to get to meet the brains behind the operation. And I'm going to tell you, after he's done talking if you're not willing to open up your wallet for this, um, then I think this episode just flew right over your head because uh, he can sell ice to an Eskimo, I think. Um, so we, we've got George Parker coming to us from California, from Bluebird Waterfowl. We'll get to him in a second. But ladies and gentlemen, look who finally made it back to the show. The one and only Bill Handsome christian has finally made it back yeah. after a four-week hiatus yeah like it's it's been like i feel like i'm i should be a guest at this
1: point it's yeah it's so pretty
2: much you know it's yeah. bad when when ryan has more uh has has better attendance than you do so uh so Ready? we'll leave that at that um so phil's coming to us from uh from outside of um Port Perry, Ontario. Mark is coming to us outside of the nation's capital in Ottawa, Ontario. I'm just outside Kingston, Ontario. And like I alluded to, George is coming to us from California. And um, this is going to be a great, great show, everybody. So George, buddy, um, it's been a lot of back and forth trying to get both of our schedules and then the boys to try and get our schedules to all marry up to be able to do this, especially with you being way over on the West Coast. So, thanks for your patience. Um, and I wanted to, I really, really wanted to be able to say that you're hearing about this first on the Union 0430. But I know because I listened to the one uh, where you're done with the voice from Dr. Duck there uh, last week. So, I know you announced it on there first. But we're the first in Canada. Nobody else in Canada has done this. So we're the first in Canada. Um, So you know what? Um, That's going to be our feather in our hats. Ladies and gentlemen, George Parker, Bluebird Waterfowl. Um, Buddy, we'll get into this product. But, you know, tell us a little, tell us, because I know you've told me the story, but so explain the epiphany that you had that day and what started this, this process for you.
3: Yeah. Uh, you know, I think all of us have been spending a lot of time in the blind from time to time where there's just not enough birds around or your buddy's not making enough conversation. You start to do a little introspective thinking. And, uh, you know, we had one of those days, it was after about three days of hunting in a row, it's the third or fourth day we were up at a rice blind sitting out in the, in the, in the pit and, we just couldn't catch a breath of wind and the birds weren't flying and you know, we just had a lot of time to think. And, um, we, uh, we scraped off a couple sprig for the day and we were driving home with our tails between our legs and waiting for, uh, you know, the end of the season to come around. And, um, we were just started chatting and I started brainstorming and, um, you know, that day I had got a little crazy, uh, with, um, we had some Chinese food. My buddy, David, he's, a owns a Chinese restaurant and we had some Szechuan beef and some chopsticks and we were out there messing around in the blind. And I ended up taking a decoy spinning wing decoy wing. And I just like stuck some shish kebab sticks in the ends of the wing. And I was letting it spin around and I adjusted the rods and put everything down near the water, so they were just, you know, they were just ticking the water every time they went around, and uh, it was throwing water like a good 10 feet every time they smacked the water, you know, Um, so then I took some of the sticks off, and I let them alternate, and they're doing their little dance, and I was like, man, you know, we've got this spinning wing decoy out here, and we got to do something with it, and uh, the chopstick idea wasn't quite enough for, uh, to satisfy my hunger for change, and uh, so on the way home, we were brainstorming, and uh, we came up with, um, you know, this camshaft idea of, you know, putting a putting a sh- uh, a camshaft in between the wing and the body of a decoy and what that might do. Um, and I was thinking about all kinds of ways, you know, like hanging a string from it with a golf ball and just getting some water movement underneath mm-hmm. the bird. You know, just be- we got this we got this bird sitting out in our spread that's shaped like a duck. You know, it looks like a duck and it's got a motor inside of it. Why aren't we using it to move the water? Yeah. Um, why Why are we bringing out all these extra gibblers and gobblers and twisters and, you know, you name it, it's out there. Um, why, why do we need all this extra crap when we've got a bird that's got a motor that's not being used already? And, uh, you know, a lot of us do hunt with spinning wing decoys uh, throughout this adventure of spreading the company. I've ran into a lot of folks that never use them, and I get that. Um, you know, you might not use them, um, but they, they work really good where we're at. Um, and, I uh, just wanted something more from it. So I went home and picked up one of my lucky duck field flashers. Are you guys familiar with the field yep. flashers? Yep. Yep. So I picked up a field flasher and I took a little uh, piece of stick and I taped it onto the outside of the field flasher, uh, where the wing plugs in. And then I took a safety pin and I taped it around a chopstick and I put the safety pin onto the stick and I turned it on and it threw the thing off, you know? So I'm like, all right, well, let's figure this out. So I put a little more tape around the end of it and got it to sit kind of structure. And I turned it on and the thing's just going, just like it's going crazy spinning a million miles an hour. And I was like, Oh boy, this is gnarly. This is gnarly. I went into my, uh, went into my kid's closet and I got a, uh, one of those darts those bow and arrows with a little plunger on the end of it. Yeah. And I took uh, the safety pin and I wrapped it around the end of that thing and I set it on the table. And so I had this two quart um, Mason jar with, uh, filled with sand and I stuck a PVC pipe in it and I got the lucky duck field flasher on my kitchen table and I'm goofing around with this thing. And I took another quart jar and I filled it halfway up with water and I put the plunger in there and I set everything up and I, hit the button and it just threw water everywhere <laughs> all, all over the kitchen table. And I'm going, Oh shit, man. Like this is, this is, this is bigger than I thought. Like this, this thing moves water. Yeah. Um, so that was the beginning of it. We went through iteration after iteration of trying different things and changing different things. And um, we ended up uh, coming to what, what we're now calling the animator uh, back when I first started, I called it the cheater. The because- what? The cheater. Yeah. Yeah. Here in California, we're not allowed to use spinning wing decoys in the first two months of the season. Mm-hmm. But that's only because they strobe. That's only because of the flash of the wing. Yeah. You know, when you've got the white and the color, that's the strobe. That part's illegal. You're allowed to use electronic decoys. You're allowed to use the uh the pulsators and different types of stuff that have power, but you just can't use a strobing decoy. Yeah. So uh, but you can use it without the wings
2: yeah so now that's we've got what,
3: the animator we put it on the body and uh we were able to um you know kind of create this little tr- this little sneaky trick to get your decoy out early to get your water movement and get um some stuff like that going and that's why we called it cheer and it ended up being called the animator
2: um, that, after. that's awesome because and and anybody that's listening especially so in canada to the best of my knowledge we we can use spinners anywhere in canada i don't think we have a we have a ban on them anywhere in Canada, but but south of the border there are some states where you can't. So mm. the beauty thing about this animator is that yeah, just take the wings off. As long as the camshaft is still hooked into the to the female end of of where the motor is, you can still use this, and you'll still get your water. So you're not having to buy two different motion decoys. Ultimately, is what we're saying because you can you can still get your your water uh, movement. By using the exact same uh, spin and decoy uh, as everybody else, so pretty cool, buddy. I'm, I, I'm pretty, like I was impressed first when I heard about it and and started watching the videos. And you and I had talked, but you are an engineer by education too, though, right? Like like this is something like your brain is your brain is constantly working on this. And I remember you showing me your Ad- AutoCAD drawings and everything like this. Like this is something that, that you're educated on and, and obviously duck hunting is, is, a passion of yours. And, and like most engineers, you see a problem and, and well, there's gotta be a way to fix it and, and, you know, engineer the fuck out of it and, and you can, and you can make it. So um, I love it, man. Like I really do. Um, I think it's, I think it's brilliant. Um, and we've talked on this show a number of times where we've said what is going to be that next that next item that that turns the the industry you know turns it head over heels right because when the spinners came out um, that was it right like the, that was such a frigging game changer you look back at coffin blinds and then the reintroduction of of panel blinds and spinning wing decoys and and there's every so many years there's this New exciting product. And you know when i when I think about what what you've created, George, I'm thinking that there's a lot of skepticism out there, right? Yeah, there
3: you know there is. and uh, you know, just to clear, food things up, i'm I'm not a licensed engineer. I'm a poor man's engineer, you know, yeah, I, yeah, me too. I studied computer science and math in college, and uh, there was quite a bit of math <laughs> with the advent of this. With this product, but I think you hit the nail on the head when when you said this is going to be a disruptor in the industry. And I'll tell you why. Uh, this is not your average spitter or splasher. There's not a, another product on the market that comes even close to the type of ripple patterns this product's able to produce. And there's one reason for that. And we have a utility patent pending on the utility of creating ripples in a spread. By utilizing a stationary motor, so stationary meaning it's not floating on the water. So there's a lot of ducks and different tools out there that people have that that sit in the water and they disrupt the water that they're in. The pulsator is a real popular one. Um, I know that Lucky Ducks got a couple of ripplers and like a splasher that spins its feet and things like that. But the difference with this product is that those products sit. In the water that they're they're disturbing. There's mm-hmm. no there's no continu- continuous pattern that's built and pressed away from the decoy. Every every motion that bird makes in the water or the device makes in the water, um, it's disturbing the, the very water it's trying to ripple. So it changes and there's no there's no perpetual motion. Where this product it hits the water at the same spot at the same interval every single time. And what happens is you get that first little wave from the first impact. And as it lifts up to drop again, it pulls the water up and forms that first ripple. And when it hits the water again, it pushes that first ripple further away and larger and starts the next one. And when it hits the water again, it pushes that very first ripple even further away larger and makes the second one larger and starts the third one. And you have a perpetual motion that builds as it gets away from the decoy. So when you're t- looking at something to actually produce ripples that can spread through your entire spread, if you put four to five mile an hour winds on top of this ripple maker, it will spread all the way across your spread. Now, now I don't want to make it sound like this thing throws three inch waves. OK, <laughs> this thing throws half inch ripples. And but what's important to understand is that they're perpetually being pushed away from it th- themselves and it creates a very large ripple pattern. And if you had two or three animators out in your spread, they all interact with each other. And all of your floaters that are out there, they're sitting in the same ripples. And as they hit the ripples, they're moving up and down, causing their own ripples that are moving back towards Mm -hmm. the ripples that you're making. And if you can imagine for a minute what it would look like to have two or three dozen live birds kicking around real slow in the water, that's what this product creates. It creates an atmosphere of life. And that's why our slogan is spread animation, because it's not just about creating animation in your spread. It's about spreading animation through your entire spread. And there's a lot of thought that went into this. And when it comes to comparing this product to others, there's absolutely nothing like it. And it's for another reason also. There's a sound that's produced by this product. This product has a sound plate. Um, It has teeth on it. It has about seven or eight different areas where the water gets tossed from the plate, and it also has a cavity on it, and that cavity allows it to cup the water to create a dabble sound, but it also spits water in seven different directions. So every time it hits, you're getting that sound, and I don't know if you boys have ever been walking out to the blind real early in the morning, and you spook a bird that you didn't know was there, and you Mm -hmm. get that, that sound on the water from the wings. That's what this, that's what this device produces. It produces a sound that's unmatched by any other product on the market. And I would beg to differ. It's the first product that intentionally makes a loud enough sound to be heard from 20, 30, 40 yards away to make the birds feel more comfortable when they're coming in to finish. Mm -hmm. And some folks have mentioned, you know, all that sound is terrible. I even had a buddy the other night, he just loves talking shit. But he messages me and he goes, you better put music over the top of that when you show people because it sounds like shit. And I'm going, (laughs) hey, man, listen, the sound's not for everybody. And I get that. But for two things. You haven't heard it in person. Unless you've met me outside of Bass Pro Shops where I have this thing on display, you haven't heard how this sounds 15, 20 yards away from it. When I'm Mm -hmm. videotaping this product for folks, I've got my cell phone two, three, four yards away max. And so you're hearing not only the sound beat off the water but who in the hell sits right next to their decoy and listens to how it sounds. Have you ever heard a pulsator? Mm-hmm. Listen to that motor. Yeah. Right? Like dude, give me a break. This thing sounds incredible from a distance, but for the haters that say the sound's going to be a huge damper, we created a su- a silent splash plate. And you can see the difference in the silent splash plate is going to be that the silent one has absolutely no grooves, no rivets, no, no cupping at all. And this product gives you all the ripples in your spread without making any sound. So if you're worried about the sound, this is available as an accessory. You can get the silent splash plate, um, but the sound splash plate comes with your product. And I would I would argue that there will not be, unless I get ripped off, another product that does what my product does, period, end of story within the next 10 years, as long as my
2: patent holds up. That, you brought up a good point, and, and this is something that um, anybody that's traveled when it comes to, to hunting ducks and geese, um, anybody that's done any traveling will, will agree 100% with, with this statement that I'm gonna make. What works in one area, will not always work in another area so um when i started thinking about this and and i'm trying to get my head wrapped around um will this actually work where i am and i and i i got to the point where i said no matter what i've used when it comes to hunting birds every one of us does our own thing like there's there's some some common practices that everybody uses but for the most part everybody's got their own way to set things up and and to have their decoys a certain way and and whatever so when I was thinking about this I was like like shit maybe maybe I don't use the wings with this maybe I just maybe I use a spinner um in its in its you know Meant to form on one side of my spread. And then on the other side, I have another spinner with no wings. And this is just making ripples. Like, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that with something that's being so new, I think you've got to be open to a little bit of experimentation within your own area to try and see if it works in your area because it may and it may not. I I think. And it's not just
3: about that. I I don't
2: mean to stop you there, Damien,
3: but. It, it, it may or it may not work in an area, but it may or may not work at a specific time. Yeah. It may or may not work in specific weather. It may or may not work depending on whether you're using it to finish or to get birds in from a distance. This mm-hmm. is a tool, and this product is designed to be learned how to use. Nothing's been done like this before, including mm-hmm. by me. Yeah. And this is the first time anybody's seen anything like this. I stumbled upon it. I feel like God's hand came into my life and showed me something that I was supposed to know. But I don't know why this came about, but I'm telling you right now, this product's going to change things a lot. But if you're going to put this out there and think that it's not going to flare a bird, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. At some point, it's going to flare a bird. At some point, you're going to flare a bird. Mm -hmm. At some point, the glimmer in your eye is going to flare a bird. Or maybe, you know, your buddies through a rock trying to scare where, you know, make some ripples in that, you know, you never yeah. know what's going to flare a bird. And so when mm-hmm. folks get this product into their possession, I don't want you to go out and put it on and think that it's going to be the cure all to every situation. In fact, I'm insisting you don't use this product if there's wind. If you guys have wind, keep this thing in the bag. You should be shooting birds already. Mm-hmm. This is a product that's designed for tough conditions. And that's why my company is called bluebird waterfowl is because bluebird days are terrible. <laughs> there are some of the most <laughs> difficult conditions in the world, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the birds don't want to land there. The birds are still flying around. Mm-hmm. It's just about getting them to come to you. And so what you want to do when you get this product is put it out in your spread. I recommend using it on a remote control decoy. So, you know, one of the new Lucky Duck HDs or the King Mallard by Mojo, the Avian X is a nice one as well. Something with the bigger lithium battery and a strong motor is going to be your best bet. But we designed them for four different decoys. We designed them, well, we designed them for three different brands. Let me be clear. Uh, The Avian X Power Flight, the Lucky Duck, and most Lucky Duck products have uh, um, a standardized wing fitting. So therefore, the, this, this animator will work with almost all Lucky Duck products. And uh, the Mojo. And Mojo, we use the Elite Series Large, and we use the uh, um, Mojo King Mallard Series. So you, these will not fit on the Mid-Series right now. Uh, there is a way if you want to tweak out on a little bit, because I believe the only difference in the Mojo Elite Series Large and the Elite Series Mid-Series is the uh, length of the shaft so if you wanted to take this out throw it on your teal i know teal season's coming up in texas Um, if you wanted to if you wanted to take this and throw it out on one of those smaller decoys you could manipulate the fitting to make it fit your bird and i just can't take the product back if you if you start messing and goofing around (laughs) with it so that's something to take into consideration but the bottom line here is this product is meant to be learned how to use i personally feel like it's going to be an amazing finishing tool I think that if you got birds flying around, you see them up high, you're calling them in, you can hit this thing and let those waves start, let that sound start, and as they work closer and closer, you can kind of time it. Nobody's out there throwing a hen hail call when the birds are in your face, right? You're pulling your gun out. There's different times for everything. You hit that hail call when the birds turn fly away, you get their attention again, or maybe a whistle, you decide what you want to do at certain times, and I truly feel like this product's going to be exactly that. It's a water call. It's designed to smack the water and make the sounds like the birds are live in the spread. And you got to learn when and when not to use it.
2: Absolutely, um, Mark and Phil, you guys are pretty. You guys are pretty uh, skeptical on 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 things, and I shouldn't say skeptical, but you, you you guys have a have a pretty good thought process when it comes to stuff like this. I've seen it. I've talked to George. We've spent an hour on the phone. I've watched all his videos. So um, for you guys, this is your first chance to to pick George's brain. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to you for a bit. So I was just
0: uh, looking at your prototypes, what you showed us there. Everything you just showed us now is prototypes, right?
3: Correct. So we've had 3D printing models. I started 3D printing in my shop here at the house. Um, all of them are 3d printed right here. We were able to do a lot of the test fitting. Um, there was some issues with the test fitting because we have a 0.2 millimeter tolerance when it comes to printing. So there was uh, a 0.2 millimeter tolerance, actually quite a bit. Uh, we want to see down around 0.05. And, um, so it was difficult to get the test fitting proper. Um, but yeah, everything that I have currently in my possession is 3d printed models, including, uh, the white 3D printed model is uh, directly from the manufacturer, and that one was printed off of a, uh, a $50,000 printer that has a 0.05 tolerance. So, um, but to answer your question, uh, yeah, everything right now is 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 3D printed.
0: So, if uh, and these are all white, are you going with a color?
3: Yeah, yeah. No, we're going with bright pink. No, I'm just kidding. We're going, we're get, we're, they're all going to be sheet black. They're going to be matte black, uh, injected nylon. We actually were lucky. Uh, I made a couple of phone calls and I found the injection company that makes most of the NFL helmets. And uh, so we're using the injection, the highest quality injection molding. They recommended that we use a self-lubricating nylon. So as you know, probably um, bushings are made of nylon. They're designed for high friction environments and a lot of rotationary uh, a rotational movement. Um, and so we designed the product using a, a black injected nylon. Nice.
1: How's that going to stand up to cold?
3: Um, so it's all nylon, the pins, the hinges, everything is nylon. So that you'll have a little bit of uh, contracting and expanding, but nothing noticeable, nothing that you'll be able to, uh, nothing that you'll be able to notice.
1: So there's no no issues with, let's say, getting brittle. Like, obviously, our temperatures here in in Ontario are a lot different than, say, call it, you know, whereabouts you are in California. So, like, there's no issues with, you know, with, say, it getting brittle and breaking down.
3: I mean, that's a good question. I would have to look more into sub zero freezing temperatures. um, But to be honest, uh, this product's not going to do real well over ice, right? It's designed to hit uh, water that's not frozen. Yeah. I have had a couple of folks uh, in in colder areas uh hit me up and ask about um whether or not it can uh you know keep the water melted once they break the ice uh just with the motion alone. And to be completely honest with you, um I would say that you definitely don't want to abuse it in the first place. Yeah. Um this product does come with a hard case if you jump on the Kickstarter, a protective hard case to make sure you're not just throwing it in your decoy bag. Um, I wouldn't recommend stepping on it. It does have small parts. Um, but, it, you know, if you take care of it and treat it well, you know, I would treat it similar to a bilge motor. You know, you don't want to drop it and kick it around, um, you know, but if you, if you throw it in the water, it's not going to be hurt. And I, I would, I would argue that uh, cold temperatures uh, may make it more brittle, but that's how life is. Everything gets a little bit more brittle. You get steel cold yeah. enough. You could, you could break
2: it. Um, so, uh, you know, just use it with caution. I I think uh, like our one of our biggest concerns, uh, George, would be like like we'll hunt in say minus four Fahrenheit, right? Like on big water that we have no, it's not freezing. Like we're hunting the Great Lakes, um, so so it's not freezing minus four Fahrenheit, so minus twenty degrees Celsius. Um, so our our biggest concern is not so much it being able to. To push the water, I think our biggest concern is manipulating it after it being out in that that temperature for you know five and six hours. Um, are we going to snap it um, trying to put it together or take it apart? That I think that would be our our biggest concern. So
3: the connections uh, between the shafts and the hinges are all thread so okay. they're designed uh i don't know if i can get this for Just you focus really yeah better. but it, yeah. i think yeah there
2: it is yeah so we can take um, the metal thread. yeah
3: yeah so this is an this is a, a stainless steel all thread but it is embedded into a nylon tapped f- uh fitting so there's nylon uh epoxied into this carbon fiber that's been tapped to fit an all thread that's twice as long as the extended part of the all thread so then that all thread is epoxied in to this nylon. So this is uh, at the end of the rod essentially is one piece. Mm-hmm. And at the backside of every rod is exactly the opposite. It is a, a nylon fitting, um, not exactly the opposite, exactly the same, actually. It just doesn't have the all thread. So mm-hmm. it's the exact same nylon fitting, but that's been tapped. And the reason that I did that is so the rods connect end to end. And they all fit directly in line. And there are a few little protrusions and cavities that when you get this thing close to actually tightening down, you'll feel it kind of and snug together. Um, And that's intentional so it doesn't have movement. Now, we did this to avoid corrosion. We did this to prevent seizing. And we did this to be able to handle the constant impact of the motion of the plate hitting the water hundreds of times, if not thousands in a day. Mm -hmm. Um, if you drop this thing in the water in sub-zero temperatures and then put it together, you might be taking it home to let it sit a while before you're going to get it back apart. I wouldn't recommend forcing it, uh, trying to get it back apart if it was frozen together. Um, same thing for the hinge on the camshaft. If you were to drop this in the water and, and then it freezes, um, you might have, you know, some issues with it, with the motion. Um, but I would just recommend if you're in those types of conditions, just to take care and to use it properly, you know, uh, you wouldn't want to take your bilge pump and get it wet and then leave it out in the air for five or 10 minutes. You'll probably screw that motor up too. Big Um, so there's a lot of different things that you'd have to consider in those cold temperatures, but, um, literally everything that touches itself in this product is nylon on nylon. So uh, it's no steel to steel connections. Um, it's intentionally done that way to prevent those types of situations. Awesome.
0: So just, uh, I just had a quick look just for Phil for his, what he was asking about durability wise. Nylon is way more dense than normal plastic. It's very durable. It's extremely durable. It's used in the aircraft industry. It's used in a lot of different things. Like you said, it's used for bushings. Uh, if, you, if you put plastic in water, plastic will probably float. You put nylon in water, it sinks like a rock. It, it's it's a very durable material. Far, way more durable than your normal plastics. It'll be more durable than the actual Lucky Duck itself or whichever one you're
3: using. That's why we chose it. And that's a good point, Mark, because we chose this because I was told by our, our, our engineer on the production side that this is, in their world, called plastic steel.
2: hmm Makes sense. Now, George, I know... Um, from talking to you, you know, when I've asked you about, you know, your testing and you said, we've done hundreds of hours of testing now, um, I know some of the new spinners are coming out with those, uh, lithium ion batteries and stuff like that. So if you were, if you were to give, so a normal battery with a, with a, with a spinner going is, is operating at hundred percent. Once the animator is hooked up, is it taking any? I know it's taken some, but is it even worth talking about how much having the animator attached is gonna decrease your your battery? Does so that make that's sense?
3: A, that's an interesting question. And I will tell you, we haven't had a single measurable instance of changing of battery life. Okay, okay. That's what I was but thinking. Something's, something's gotta give, right? We're adding load to the motor. Mm -hmm. And something's got to give. And where that give is found is in the wing speed. So Ah. these motors, instead of spinning at 100% speed, and just for math purposes, taking a power of 10, they're still taking a power of 10, but they're spinning at a 90 or an 85% speed, depending on the power of your motor. So you will notice some, some speed decrease with the wing speed, but you will not notice battery decrease with the animator
2: attached as far okay. as we've
3: noticed. Yeah. yeah.
2: Good. Yeah. And, and I think that's, you know, wing wing speed, uh, as long as it's not uh, down to, uh, you know, 20, 20 RPMs, I think you'll be, I think you're all right. I think you're it's all very right. difficult to tell, um, yeah. when the animator is running, whether or
3: not the wing speed's been affected, unless you're watching it spin, you stop it, put the animator on, which by the way, just takes a second or two. That's something that's yeah. something I haven't told you yet. But I mean, to put this thing on, it clips on just as quick as your wing does. So if you're spinning that wing full speed, you stop it, put the animator on, put the wing back on, takes maybe five seconds. You will notice that the wing's spinning just a little bit slower. But as you're hunting, it's still, it's still spinning plenty of revolutions to get the mm-hmm. job done. Um, in fact, I would argue some wings spin too fast and it's you you lose that strobing effect and you get a gray and yeah. with the animator on you can actually decide depending on how deep your plate is on the surface of the water or whether or not you're using one or two animators you can manipulate your wing speed to get that you know that steady strobe that really strong uh, strobing effect to make that difference when it comes to locating the birds from long distance
1: yeah i couldn't agree with you more on that george like i've seen some spinning wing decoys were like, yeah, the wings are ripping at Mach 10 and you don't even see it. Yep. Like, like in essence, you you might as well just take the wings off and just set the decoy out there. It deserves hmm. zero purpose. Right. But yeah, like when you've got that slightly more, say, slower methodical wing speed, it enhances that strobing effect, which is basically what you want to achieve is that, that back pedal. Yep. Which is basically what it's supposed to uh, more or less mimic. And I haven't seen a duck backpedal at Mach 10. Right,
3: right. No, that's that's so accurate. And I didn't really put much thought into that until I really started studying the wing speeds, which I did with slow motion cameras and still frames, uh, timing, um, making sure that I could really get a good read on how much the speed was being affected. And when I started to do that, I'm looking at these things fully charged. And a lot of them, I'll be honest with you, when I was first testing, I kept the thing plugged in. Because I wanted to try to break the animator. So I'd let it run for like three, four, five days in the backyard. Just, you know, and my neighbors are going crazy. because the Things just blasting all night. Um, but that's one thing I noticed is that some of them, when they're fully charged, they just rip so fast. And I plug the animator on and it <laughs> immediately just takes it down. 10 to 15% mathematically is what I was able to figure out. Uh, doing some division yeah. and just looking at the timing. Um, But yeah, that definitely made a huge difference in the performance of the wing itself. Oh, and a side note, check this thing out. And I can't guarantee this, so I'm using the word encourages. But the animator encourages wing color side up stoppage. And I have some videos on Facebook and Instagram to show that. But what happens with the camshaft is that there's a little bit of weight to the bottom of the cam. And also you've got on that, you've got your rod. And the rod adds a little bit of weight. And on that rod, you've got your plate. And that plate adds just a little bit of weight too. Now, when the plate's sitting on the water, it's a, it's in a position of not affecting the animator very much as it spins to, like if you the plate was out of the water, you would have more force as this thing spins around, but the plate it's itself impacting the water allows that weight to be distributed more evenly. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what happens is when the plates out of the water, the cam is at the top of its rotation. Well, that little bit of extra weight forces that cam to pop down. And every single one of these animator cams is designed with that inner knob, that 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 um that protrusion where the wing is actually locked in with the set screw normally. Mm-hmm. That's set specifically so the color side is up when the shaft is down. Nice. There and is nothing
1: this... more aggravating than stopping a spinner white side <laughs> up. Like pet peeve. <laughs> Dude,
3: I got to tell you, that's the only reason you need this then. And you know, to be completely honest, I was actually thinking about making just little, little lead screws to, to, to screw into this. If you didn't want to use the animator and you just wanted that wing stop color side up, this camshaft with that little bit of weight from the animator um, will, will encourage that color side up stoppage. So if you're on intermittent, that thing will spin, 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 spin. And as soon as it stops, you'll see it go whoop and it'll go color side up. Every time. So if you've got those birds coming in to finish and you guys are lined up ready and that intermittent stops and the white side's showing up, you think that bird's going to come and land mm-hmm. right there? You're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah, so got your core set up stoppage every single time. You know, if you add a little bit of oil to your motor or something to soften it up a bit, I know that my mojos do it, but the and X is not so friendly to it. I have seen the AVNX do it when I use double-sided animators. The, the weight will pull that AVNX because it has a real heavy wing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lucky Ducks don't generally do it because their motors are a little more stiff, but I haven't oiled them or anything. I haven't gone a little tweaky on it because I want this product to be used and tested the way other people are going to use and test it. Um, but if you if you tweak out on your duck products the way I do, uh, maybe add a little bit of oil to that motor and see if you can get this thing to pull that wing color side up. I'd say about 50% of the time it does that for for you know, or 50% of my ducks. It does that 95% of the time stops color side up.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Now here's a question for you when setting up the decoy, the plate, where should the plate sit? Like should it sit right on the surface? Should you have it sitting like say quarter inch above quarter inch below surface? Like what's the ideal resting place for the
3: plate? So that's a good question. So when you put your duck in, let's clear something up first. You don't need to set your duck to the distance of the plate. You can set your plate to the distance of your duck. So bring your animator out there, tuck it in your waders, get your rod down in the water uh, from the post for your duck. Set it down in the water. Get your bird set up just the way you like it. Nothing different. Okay. Then you're going to clip on the animator and you're going to put the plate onto the rod without the set screw okay tighten down you just drop you just drop the plate into the water and the plate's made of an injected polypropylene which is going to float so mark you'll appreciate that that floats the rods float because they're hollow carbon fiber so as you put your plates down into the water that rod might go a bit below the plate and that's totally normal i'd say 99 of the time you're going to have some rod below the plate it's very very uncommon to have the rod and the plate right at the very end So put your duck in, set the rod in, set the plate wherever you want it. As soon as the, the plate's floating on the surface, it generally floats just under the surface of the water. And you brought up a really good point and it's something that I do need to add to the packaging. And I thought about this the other day because for me, this animator is second nature. I know exactly how to set it up because I created it. A lot of people don't know, if you set the plate at the surface of the water while the animator is at the top of its rotation, You're going to have an issue of it trying to force the animator an inch and a half under the surface of the water. It's going to slow your motor speed. It's going to lose that splash completely. And I would let everybody know, first off, if it's not acting correctly, move the plate. Okay. Secondly, to answer your question, Phil, start with the camshaft in the down position. Yeah. Drop the plate onto the surface of the water. It should sit right under the surface because there's a little added weight from the set screw and just screw it on just under the surface of the water. So as it comes up, it's going to lift that plate up out of the water about an inch. And as it goes down, it's going to force that first quarter inch of water away and it's going to smack. And now here's the cool thing. You can play with this just the way that you play with the rest of your stuff. You can adjust that plate. So sit there and listen. If it's not getting the dabble you like, you could bring it up or down. If your wing speed's too affected, you could bring it up or down. You can change the complete dynamic structure of how this product operates by simply adjusting the plate a quarter inch up or down. So set it up, twist the set screw, turn it on, listen to it, look at it. Is it doing what you want? No? Okay. Stop the duct, camshaft down, make a slight adjustment, turn it back on. And once you have it set for the day, it's set.
1: It's near bomb proof. (laughs) <laughs> like, like there's, there's like there's there's almost like legit no right or way right or wrong way to set this up other than completely sinking the plate to the bottom of the you know the uh, the carbon fiber shaft so right. it's like six inches underwater like you you next like you can't screw this
3: up right now i i made it as simple as possible and when i was talking to my injection molding company about what to do with different parts um we decided on the injected nylon for the headpiece the camshaft specifically for the strength and durability of, of what it's doing the rest of this product floats and that's for a reason because if you drop this in the water at four o'clock in the morning this is going to suck getting it back oh, out she got so what i would do is i i connect the rod to the camshaft before i even go out you know it's it's kind of like when you're when you're getting set up to actually start hunting shoot time's coming you put a few bullets in your gun right you don't wait for the first bird to show up you get ready so what you want to do is put that camshaft, attach it to the carbon fiber rod or two, if you want to add that second or third rod on, depending on how high you want your duck, and you bring it out there prepared. And that way, if you drop this thing in the water, these rods are going to pop up the water like a flag. They're just going to boop and pop right up and it's going to be like two or three inches of this thing or depending how deep the water is, 10 inches of this thing sticking up and you just got to pick it up. You don't even get to get, got to get your hands wet, you know. So no more digging around for your wings either. If you put your wing on here before you walk out to put your duck in and you drop your wing in the water, guess what lets you know right where your wing's at? <laughs> you don't got to go digging yeah. around in the mud and get that decoy glove off full of that alkaline muddy water.
1: I'm, I'm not oh. going to lie. I've donated a few sets of Mojo wings. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what like the old school, like thumb, screw. Right. Like I haven't lost any of the magnet ones yet. Thank God. But, yeah, there's, there's a couple sets in the bottom of a few
3: lakes. Yeah, I think everybody's done that once or twice, and that's yeah. another thing that's real cool about this product. Once you have it hooked onto your wing, you could just carry it around by the stick if you want. To be completely honest, when I pull it off of my duck, I keep the wing on there. I pull it off the duck, put the duck up in my armpit, and now I've got the animator attached to the wing and everything sitting, and it actually acts like a nice handle to carry your stuff back. Nice.
0: So for, for I just got a question in relation to Lucky Ducks in particular. Uh, for the magnetic wings, do you have magnets, a magnet set in that, or is, do you just use it to change it to a set screw setup?
3: Nope, we have magnets set up. I don't, you sound like you're familiar with Lucky Ducks. Check uh, the, uh, the camshaft for the Lucky Duck. See if I can get this thing to... I can, I can see it, yeah. Yeah, so the camshaft for the Lucky Duck is designed exactly the same way the Lucky Duck wing is. In okay. fact, every single one of these camshafts is exactly the same fitting and design shape. So that way it hugs the shaft tightly. They all have magnets on the inside and you can fit this to how whatever bird you, you're using it for the exact same way that you fit your wing. And yes. on the outside, when I first started designing this, and this is actually the first time this has come up. I had initially designed the camshafts to have a steel post coming out the other side to imitate the shaft that was inside the bird. And that way the wing would fit right over the shaft on the outside the same way. And I wanted to add a little bit of extra support. So the very first iterations of the, uh, what we used to call the cheater had that steel shaft in the center of this cavity that we're using now. And uh, eventually after testing it a few times, I'm going, the hell do i have this shaft in here i could just tuck the wing into this sleeve and put a little set screw on the outside and it holds it just fine so i was able to save a ton of time and space on the product and weight by removing the steel shaft from the wing side and simply using a sleeve to fit on the outside and uh so to answer your question yeah the lucky duck camshaft looks exactly like um the inside and outside of the wing that already attaches to the bird now that that is a good point also in between these plates is exactly the same on every single animator the only differences are the way that they fit into and onto the shafts and the wing the 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 rotational uh, hinges attached to the camshaft are all identical That way you can take your shafts, your carbon fiber rods and interchange them between all your birds. Uh, So if you do get the extension rod kits, we're selling for uh, uh, $12.99, you can get two 30 30 centimeter rods um, in addition to the rods that come with it uh, to add that extra length. And they'll fit onto any other rod and they'll fit onto any camshaft. All
2: of them are identical. Okay, George. It's time to get into some some real important stuff here right now, and that is so um we'll talk about the Kickstarter here in a second, but what are we looking at for a timeline for anybody that's that actually no, we will go right into the Kickstarter right now because that's the most important thing right now. so, um, Personally, I've bought into the Kickstarter because I honestly believe that this thing is going to be awesome. I know our good friends at River Rat, uh, decoy rigs they've bought into them, and, and I know there's, there's probably some more that, that we've put on. Um, you are getting a ton of attention right now within the industry. Um, and some pretty big names that are starting to to reach out to you, so that's got to be pretty humbling. Um, but let's talk. Tell us about the Kickstarter. Tell everybody how how they can get involved with with getting uh, getting into this and getting early access to it. And for those that are wondering, I will put the link to the Kickstarter in the bio for the video and and the podcast, so that if you're interested, you can just click on that link and it'll take you right to it. But George. Get, Tell us all about the Kickstarter, buddy. So the Kickstarter, for those who aren't familiar
3: with Kickstarter, is a crowdfunding campaign that's been used worldwide to start a ton of huge brands. Um, very, very common uh, in, in today's society for folks to hop on Kickstarter, find something you believe in. They've got books, they've got video games, they've got furniture, they've got kitchen gadgets, they got all kinds of stuff. In fact, I wasn't even sure if I was going to be allowed to put this on Kickstarter, and they had a small little section under Gadgets, uh, that my product was able to fit into but they are very specific on what they'll allow onto kickstarter and not only are they specific about what they'll allow uh, product wise they're very hyper specific about what type of information you are required to supply to the potential backers and that has to include prototypes images it cannot include cad drawings so for guys who aren't familiar you can't include 3d graphics everything has to be legit um, they want videos. They want pictures. They want data points. They require everything that guys are really interested in knowing about when you're going to back something like this to know that I just didn't create an idea and shoot it off to the wind and take a bunch of money. Um, The reality of this product is that it is very real and it is launched on Kickstarter right now. So Kickstarter will allow you to make a pledge. A pledge varies in dollar amount and most pledges for most companies come with a reward. Uh, The reward can vary depending on uh, how much you've pledged. And that is the case for our product as well. Uh, We've got a few different pledges on there. This hat, for instance, is available on there to pledge. I think it's like 15 bucks or something, Um, which, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen this hat, but like the Bluebird waterfowl inseams, the tags, everything has been completely custom made with this hat. Um, I designed everything myself down to the fabric choice. It's made from a wool and acrylic material, um, our hoodies are an 80-20 poly cotton. They've got st- um, just amazing stitching and, and uh, um, uh, lamination printing. And uh, that's available on there as a type of pledge as well. Um, this, the early bird pledge is a full Kickstarter kit, uh, full animator kit. So what that looks like is you get the camshaft, you get a 40-centimeter rod and a 30-centimeter rod included, and you also get the splash plate that makes that dabble sound. So you get the entire kit for uh, $35 is going to be retail, but you're going to get the kit and a hard case um, for uh, $65. And that includes free shipping. Well, you're in Canada. Yeah. And I'm sure you saw this the hard way, Damien. And I apologize about that. But internationally- yeah, I was going to
2: talk to you about that actually, George, because that in- was, <laughs> that was some false advertising right there. Hit me with an extra 30 bucks in shipping, but I, but, that is the world we live in right now. That's, that's <laughs> what it costs me to send it out of the country, man. And that's just this, yeah, I guess I buddy. possibly
3: get it. Um, yeah. so, you know, for, for Canada, there is an extra 30 bucks, but you know, to, to, to sweeten the deal, uh, you guys are going to want to check out the super early bird, which is the best by far deal for all the Canadians out there. Um, so, uh, I know you guys can't see it if you're listening to the podcast, but the case is all custom EVA molded foam. It's specifically designed to hold the animator uh, it has a pocket in the top that's designed to hold your decoy wings so you can put your wings somewhere, for, finally, for Christ's sake, instead of just tossing them in the back of your truck. Mm-hmm. Put the wings right in the top. It holds six carbon fiber rods, two plates, and two animators, and it's all custom Bluebird waterfowl. So it's it's the product I designed myself. Um, we designed it on the same CAD 3D software that I used to make the product. Um, so you will get that hard case and an animator for 65 bucks for the early bird, the super early bird, you get two full kits, two full animator kits. So four carbon fiber rods, two splash plates and two animators uh, and the hard case for a hundred us. Um, that's going to be a 30, $30 shipping to, to Canada. But because of that, I decided to get a little bit more, Uh, jiggy with the products and include all the accessories for you guys too so as of as of the time I spoke to Damien I threw in two silent splash plates with which which are going to retail for $9.99 and I threw in two extra carbon fiber extension rods so you're going to get six carbon fiber rods four splash plates two camshafts and the hard case for 130 shipped to your door
2: so that works out so anybody that's Canadian that's listening that works out to about once, I think it was 170 in Canadian dollars, which, ah. yeah, so which when you, if, and the way that I looked at it, and I'm not here to, 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 uh, to throw shade on any other product, but the way I looked at it is that um, the 170 on the animator is still cheaper than my other options for motion on the water um in canadian dollars so it was it was for me it was a no-brainer and the fact that i get the uh, i take a little bit of pride into trying to help somebody out um so i i i really liked it it was about 170 bucks i think canadian in canadian dollars but and, for, and the, don't su- forget, that for the super early bird
3: the super early bird and you get two animators for that and they're not yeah. identical animators you can choose whichever two animators you want so if you're running a mojo elite series and a lucky duck pick up a lucky duck and a mojo elite you don't have to have the same ones in fact Mm -hmm. i recommend that you would have one for each of your birds Mm -hmm. um you can run two on the same bird you're going to see you know 20 to 30 percent decrease in wing speed but you will have the increased sound and water motion um but if you're getting this pack i mean this stuff I'm not sure what kind of guarantee I'm going to put on the product itself. As far as satisfaction, I'd say 30 days, I think is what I came down to. Satisfaction product, product quality. I'm just not worried about it. Um, You know, I'm going to put it out there for you guys. Anybody who's listening to this, if you mention, you know, if you mention the uh, Punisher Waterfowl podcast, I'll I'll guarantee it for a year. If you have any problems with the product at all, you mentioned this podcast, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a new one or refund you. I don't have no problem with that. Um, now that's a physical deterioration problem, yeah. right? You know, yeah, so- not
2: not you whittling with your pocket knife out in the blind to try and jerry rig jerry rig something off it um, <laughs> now you're trying to fit it onto your teal and you pull out your <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah
2: yeah no no, yeah. no that's that's amazing george that's an awesome uh, that's an awesome offer so uh,
3: well you guys are paying quite a bit more than we than, than, than some of the other folks that are getting this and i understand that you know the dollar's up right now i don't know why i tell you that right now um but uh you know if the dollar's up the dollar's up and, and honestly that's why i made this specific thing after i talked to you damien i threw all yeah. these extra products in because i wanted to create a value to this. Um, I know that it is a little bit pricey. Um, and you know, I will, I won't lie to you. This is like a camera case, right? Like you're not gonna be able to run this thing over with your truck. This isn't a pelican box, but it's someplace where you can hold your wings. It'll hold your all your products and keep it safe for you for a long time. You can throw it right in the back of your truck um, you know, it's, it's designed to protect the product. So if you guys are going to be using this and protecting it and using it properly, I have no problem guaranteeing the quality. The, I've, I've spent hundreds of hours and, and nights and long weekends, making sure that the quality is all, all 100%. Um, this is going to be a product that's, that's designed to last.
1: In all fairness, George, even though we get hosed with like shipping and the dollar and all this other crap up here in Canada, you legit throw two or three stickers in the box. We're happy they're the <laughs> shit.
2: <laughs> you know what? That's a That's real it. good point. That's a real good it's point, dangerous. Phil. Yeah. Like, I, I would, <laughs> I don't know. I would think, and I think this is a very safe comment to make, that the majority of the time that somebody writes me back, the only thing that they may be, if they are disappointed in anything that I send them, it is the lack of stickers that is it for some reason people are like hey man um could i get some stickers um i bought i bought like 300 dollars worth of stuff and i only got two stickers <laughs> A- absolutely buddy i'll send you some stickers sorry um well, so i hate to disappoint everybody
3: but we do not offer stickers <laughs> you need stickers. to get on that <laughs> yeah.
1: i'm not going to like george <laughs> that logo on that hat yeah you need yeah, to sticker I, that, need to that stick is that legit somehow. get
2: yeah, that I shit sorted out. i do
1: yeah, make I that do. a sticker
2: so i, 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 the, I i'm, the, I'm, I'm trying, trying to figure out myself. a way that i'm trying to figure out a way that we can work this in that we can somehow get some hats because i think i think that is i i really do dig that hat it is it, it's an that, awesome hat and that logo is that is a sexy logo it, it Thank is, you. Yeah,
3: there it is. is you know, I'm this welcome. isn't this isn't even our logo. I just decided to make a hat with a duck on it.
0: <laughs> hey, well, I know what your logo is. It's yeah. it's what's on your
3: uh, case, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. on the, the side logo, of the hat. The logo's sorry, on the side too. of the hat here, yeah. too. But you know, we're moving we're moving the logo to the back. So okay. the logo's gonna be here, yeah. And then inside, uh, right here, you've got this this thing is upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're going to flip that upside down. We're going to do a little, this is a sample. So we're going to do a lot, a little bit of extra sewing on this uh, flex fit area. So yeah. we're going to have three more contact points for the flex fit, move that logo to the back. And we're getting this duck size down just a scotch. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only reason is because the embroidery on this one came out just a little looser than I'd like. And if there's one thing I want to make sure that I absolutely do right, it's provide a quality Bluebird Waterfowl product to everybody who puts their money over here. Because there is nothing worse than buying somebody's shit. And that's exactly what you get. And it pisses me off to no end. And I do not want my products to be out there with my name stamped on them. And they're breaking down, falling apart and having problems. So I've spent nothing but all the hours that I've been putting into this, people are like, oh, well, what's your cost per customer acquisition and how are you going to market? And this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, I'm not paying attention to anything right now. (laughs) I'm making sure that this product is the highest possible quality period, because when they send a thousand of these to my house and there's one problem with them, I'm going to be pissed off. So I want to make sure that there is absolutely nothing right now, but testing, 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 making sure everything's coming out perfect. So when we do get these products shipped to us, they're going to be shipped to you in the exact same condition.
1: In, in fairness, you give it to a cop, they'll find a way to break it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I can guarantee if I wanted to, I could break this right now. You want to be careful with it. You yep. definitely don't want to go we'll find it. a way. Don't be smacking your buddy over the no. head with the rod instead. Right. Like um. Raise. Sometimes don't they be. need it.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> don't be a hand-tested right. idiot when you're handling it.
2: Right. Um. I did. I. Y- you're sort of kind of. You know. You're talking about um your like this is the you are deciding that you want it to be such a, a, a bomb-proof product. You want to make sure everybody is, is happy. Um, you're you're all over social media right now. Um, like I mentioned, when, when we done the introduction, you've been on the, the Dr. Duck podcast. You're on the Punisher Waterfowl Duck uh, podcast right now. You are, without dropping names, but you are... So for anybody that's listening that thinks this is just some, some rinky dink operation, there's some friggin' serious names that's reaching out to you right now that are really interested in what you're doing and are really starting to, and you got to give them credit because they're realizing that this is something and they're jumping in and getting behind you now in the early stages before this blows up. Um, and I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be some people that may have passed this over and said, well, yeah, let's see where he goes with it. Let's see how serious he, he actually is. And, and you're starting to get some attention from people right now that once the word gets out that they're backing you, I think um, there's going to be a lot of people eating some crow as we say up here in Canada. So, um, buddy. I I can't believe it, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I have to thank uh, Captain Jeff Coates for linking you and I up, George, because originally you had reached out to Jeff to uh, to come on his podcast, and Jeff had. Then turned around to me and said, "Man, you gotta, you gotta meet this George Parker guy because uh, he needs to come on the union." So I've, I've got to throw some thanks out to Jeff for introducing us. You and I spent an hour on the phone um, and and talked this out and and just had a brilliant conversation and, and everything. But I, like I said, I put my money behind it. I, I honest to God believe into it, um, and I know uh, I have. I have nothing but all the faith in the world that uh, you're going to succeed with this because uh, if anybody haven't been able to tell uh, you, you're pretty, you're pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Passionate about your product. So um, yep. that only means good things, but we are at that one hour mark fellas. So, uh, so n- if you got any other questions, now's the time to ask. My only question to you, George, at this point is I hunt out of a boat. I never, I am never able to walk out to set my, my spinning decoy. I've got to set my spinning decoy in a boat. Um, So you alluded to it, that it is seconds to hook this up have you been in a boat trying to place this and and hook it all up have you have you done that test yet or has it been just mostly walking out placing your spinner and then hooking it up that way
3: i i hunt from a boat too and uh, my very first tests and prototype testing and stuff actually if you if you watch that video on bluebirdwaterfowl.com Uh, Most of those were set up from my boat. So what I would recommend for folks who are using boats, because if you use a boat, you already know how much of a pain in the ass it can be to get a spinning wing decoy up and set right. If there's even a breath of wind, of course, God's going to blow your boat right over your freaking pole every single (laughs) time, right? So, um, you know, first things first, little little pro tip. I bring a PVC pipe with me Mm -hmm. and when I'm getting ready to set anything up, I take the pipe, hit it into the ground and I put a little strap around the side of my boat. Now I've got a little mini anchor that keeps me where I want to be so I don't get tossed all over the place. Mm-hmm. That's, that's trick number one. Yeah. If you refuse to do that, what I would recommend is to get your bird set up on your, you know, if you put your pole in first, that's on you. If you put your bird on the pole, then put both in, that's on you. But I would definitely have the animator completely set up, have the bird in the water on the pole, and then take the animator without the plate, just the rods, and clip it into the wing slot. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just let the rod fall in the water. Now, I imagine at this point, God's blowing you about 15 yards away from your boat uh, duck again. You got to go back up because that's just what's been happening to me multiple times. But once you get all set up, um, take your plate, and you as you approach the duck, just lift the rod out of the water. So this, this, this is completely uh, maneuverable because of the way that I designed the hinges, you can move this rod wherever it needs to be. So as you approach your duck, lift your rod up to your boat, put the put the plate on the rod, and then put the rod into the water and let the plate fall into the water and it'll float right on the surface underneath your duck. Okay. Now you want to make sure your camshaft's down, tighten the set of screw, and you're done. Oh, there you go. Right. So right. it's
2: everything's more <clears throat> of a pain in the ass in the boat, Damien. You know yeah, that. Yeah, I know, buddy. <laughs> I know. But but that was I, I was telling the boys before before you come on and I was telling them about about the product. And I said, the only the only concern I have is because I know trying to set and Mark and I have spent a lot of time and we've got a pretty good system going when it comes to setting um, a he, lucky he drives duck.
0: Boat you let him.
2: Yeah, I drive the boat. Mark yells at me because I'm not following his directions properly. But trying to set that lucky duck. Uh, cause that's what we use, uh, in the right position, using a boat with a mud motor with no reverse, um, you know, this, the cards are stacked against us and now it, it's another attachment being put on. Um, so that was so, my only,
3: before, in that case, I see what you're saying now, you yeah. guys are in rough conditions, maybe moving water. You've yeah. got one guy on the motor. See, for me, I hunt alone. Okay. So when I'm doing this PVC trick, it's because I got nobody else on the motor. I don't have a chance to, to, to manipulate my boat. So I would, I would argue my situation's a bit worse than worse. yours. Yeah. But if, if you're in that situation and correct me if I'm wrong, you're putting the wings on your bird, you're putting the bird on the rod and you're basically coming up to your spot and jamming it in the water and getting it in there and turning the pretty, thing on while he backs off. Does that sound yeah, about right?
2: Pretty much. Okay.
3: So now what you're going to do is you're going to put the animator in, put the wing on, and you're going to hold the animator on the side of the duck and let the rod just fall. Now, if it were me, I'd have that plate up by my pinky. Okay, so you got this in the side of the bird and you're holding everything together. You're going up with your boy in the back of the motor and you jam this thing into the ground. Just let that plate go. Okay, let the whole bird go. Let the plate go. Now you can reposition your boat if you want to come back up. All, the last thing you have to do is tighten that side screw. Mm -hmm. that's it you've got your animator already plugged into your bird you got your wing on the animator with the set screw by the way it's not falling off yeah you've got your whole bird together go up jam the rod and jam jam your post into the water and just let that plate fall down into the water and just let everything go and reset yourself get prepped go back up make sure the cam's in the right spot so you can still do your grab and go Yep. right you just approach it one more time make sure the cam's down tighten that side screw and you're off to the races
0: so that set screw, is that an Allen key for that?
3: No way. <laughs> no way. Yeah. This is a hand screw. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. Sure. No tools. Dude. Yeah. No tools. Yeah. This, this, then you need a dozen a of those. This yeah. is an Ikea. No, it's actually not an Allen. It's a star. <laughs> 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 or even it's worse, it's team. one of the little squares. <laughs> Robinson. Oh, that's what Canada has, Robinson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? The Robinson ones? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. The- Red yeah. Robbie. Yeah, yeah that's, I've, that's I've got a ton of them ass. here, and I, I don't have one tool to tighten those damn things. They must be shipping straight down from Ontario. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. No, honestly, uh, guys, this is designed to be easy to use. The only thing that you're going to have to deal with is getting used to using it. It's just like anything else. And I'm sure the right. first time you ever tried to land a spinning wing decoy from your boat, you probably ran the shit over, and the butt duck ended up underwater. I guarantee it's happened to me. Um, <laughs> getting used to anything is going to take a little bit of time. And this is a tool that's not going away. And I can almost guarantee you, somebody's going to try to rip us off. And for those of you who do try, I can tell you right now, my legal team is standing by because I'm confident (laughs) that this product is going to change the way that people hunt. There is nothing like this smacking sound out there in the industry, period. There's nothing that creates that dabble pop, 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 pop of them swimming away and, and trying to fight and breathe. That wing in the water sound is created by this product. And that's what we're, that's what we're doing here. The waves are an added bonus.
2: Okay, boys. So we're at that that hour mark. We'll do a roundtable. Last, we'll let Mark and Phil ask last questions, and then we'll get the last word to you, George. Mark.
0: Uh, good meeting you, George. This is a, a very informative session. Um, I I got I'm not gonna lie. I didn't look into this a whole much a whole lot before we got going tonight. Uh, just kind of let Damien roll with it because we always have guests who come on from different different areas, different strokes. And uh, Damien always says, look at this guy and whatnot. And we don't look at him. And then we get you on the show and we talk to you and we find out all the good stuff and we get to ask all the questions. But uh, the one thing I got to say though, is if you're dealing with certain wildlife box stores, there's a certain one in particular that's very famous. They will try to re-engineer your, your, what you have. So I I would say, be careful with them. You probably know who I'm talking about, but uh, I've seen it happen with other people. (laughs)
3: yeah well i would i would i would uh i would dare them to try because unless they've got somebody with my with my gusto sitting at a computer with a thousand measurement caliper for 10 15 20 hours a day it's going to take them a lot of effort because my product doesn't just work with one they can make it for one go ahead i'll make it for the other 10 Mm -hmm. um keep doing what you guys are doing and if you can sleep at night after you steal the the heart and soul from a poor little guy like me you know, you know, good on you, you know, do what you need to do. If you want to rip this thing off, do it. But I tell you right now, I'm not going to stop. I got other products in the line. I got another one coming out. We don't have time to talk about today, No, but keep an eye, keep an eye on bluebird waterfowl because we're not going anywhere, man. I got ideas and watching this one come to fruition has been nothing but fuel for my fire.
2: I can't, uh, I can't wait. Actually, that's a good point because I can't wait to tell the boys about what you've got, uh, what you the other thing is because i think that's going to be pretty fucking cool too um <laughs> so way better for ice ice hunting <laughs> <laughs> yeah um mark anything else buddy
0: no that's it great meeting you man you too
1: philly george great having you on uh definitely very enthusiastic you know very very passionate about what we got going on and that, that that's huge you know for you know getting a product going and backing things um one of the biggest things I can say is what you're adding to, say, the waterfowl industry that's never been done is sound. Like there's, there's from from what I've looked into and and looked into the product, you know everything is motion, color, realism, all this other jazz. You're bringing something that's never been done, and that is sound. And good on you for seeing something that's never been done, and bringing it to the table making a product and really looking forward to seeing this work this fall. And uh, I wish you all the best, man. Good stuff.
3: Thank you very much for the kind words, Phil. Um, I've been working my heart and soul into this. And you know, uh I haven't had any nightmares yet of, of products to come out. Um but I know that this this won't be this won't be the only product to come out that integrates sound. But I can tell you this, it is written very clearly into my utility patent that we are producing sound from a stationary decoy. And if you want to create sound from your puddle ducks and stuff, you know, I know lucky ducks got their feet splashers and stuff like that. You know, I'm not trying to dig on anybody else's product, but I'm telling you right now the sound coming down from a stationary bird is completely different. It's a completely new dynamic and it is absolutely completely patent pending. So good luck. Look, good luck to anybody who tries to get
2: <laughs> I fucking love it. I love it. George to you, buddy. Any, any last points, anything you want to say that, that I forgot to ask you.
3: Yeah, I don't think you forgot to ask anything. You know, we're trying to keep this as affordable as we can, especially for folks who are ordering it overseas. Um, more than anything, I want to get this product into the reta- some of the retailers up in some of these other countries. I've been in talks with folks in Argentina. We've got a purchase order from New Zealand. Um, you know, Canada's on the list The places we want to get this product into, and the biggest reason is to prevent those extra shipping charges. Um, If I can come up with a number that works where um, I'm not going broke, getting this thing into a retailer up in Canada, I want nothing more than to provide these hunting products for folks. Um, You know, like me, I I've got some money to spend on duck hunting and I know we probably got uh, you know, less money than we tell our wives. Right. Um, But it's, uh, it's, it's something that uh, is important to me to make sure everybody has access to these products. And um, I'm not, I'm not in the game for making a ton of money ripping people off if i'm going to sell a product for a certain number it's going to be because it has to be sold for that number carbon fiber rods high quality injected nylon hinges um, polypropylene injection is not cheap either Uh, these handmade cases with the eva foam everything's been created intentionally to provide a quality product so if you do have the opportunity to come forward and support the kickstarter uh, we may be at our pledge before you guys Uh, pledge pledge amount before you guys decide to pledge, but I decided to not allow a limit on how many of these uh, 40% offers uh, can be taken advantage of. So if it's something you see yourself using in the future, or if it's just something you want to support because you believe in it, um, even if the pledge is full, please hop on there and and shoot your pledge over to us. It's going to go to good use. It's going to go out to getting products out to you. And I can guarantee you, uh, Damien, I think we need to do another one of these podcasts once we get the release of the wingsuit out there. Because I think more than anything, the wingsuit's going to be larger worldwide than the animator ever can be. Um, yeah. It could be used by more hunters, and it, and it will absolutely change the way that people create animation in their spreads. And that's another they thing we're it. doing is to create bring that product to you guys. And that's going to be a lot cheaper
2: for me to get up to Canada. Yeah. Um, so with regards to Canada, I will introduce you to who you need to talk to um that i can promise you we will have the animator up in canada because i know he will be all over this um and that i'll just leave the the financials to you and him but i'll take care of the introduction um buddy it was a pleasure to have you on you are passionate about this product and i love it and and i'm not even um i'm passionate about it because i think it's going to be fucking awesome and i i can't wait to get my hands on it and and to start fooling with it myself so um just just so everybody knows we are looking at around an october uh late september early october timeline um to to get these in the hands of people that are that are getting in on the kickstarter right now correct george
3: Yeah, so we're in the final testing stages of the injection molding. So the injection molding comes in two phases. The first phase is to get the product out in injection molding. The second phase is to do the final testing wing fittings and shaft fittings. So once we've confirmed that the shafts and the wings fit for all the the products that we're creating, uh, we're going to go into mass production. We're expecting that confirmation by the end of this month. Um, Once we go into mass production, we're looking at a 25 day to 50 day process of creating the product and getting it packaged in here. So honestly, we're hoping to look at this, uh, have this in our hands by the 1st of September. Um, I don't know if that's going to be realistic, which is why I said, uh, you know, uh, mid to mid to late October yeah. at, a, at a high end potential for shipping, uh, just because I don't like to promise and under deliver. Um, right. I want to, I want to create an expectation that this product will be in your hands before November 1st. And that's what I'm going to try to hold these manufacturers to as well. But there is absolutely no way that I will risk quality to get the product into the, into the hands of folks that ordered it on time. If mm-hmm. there are any quality related issues that I run into, we're going to absolutely take a step back to make sure those are solved before we manufacture the product. Awesome. There's no way I'm going to ship out a shitty product,
2: period. Awesome. Love it. Um, George, buddy, we could go on forever and you are... This is your open invite. When you want to come back on, you have my cell, you have my email, fire me a message. Don't wait for me to message you. Fire me a message, say, I need to come on. I've got this cooking. Um, We need to make an announcement. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, this was episode 98 of the Union 0430. Please, please, please do me a favor, head over to Kickstarter. So kickstarter.com, up in the search bar, just search bluebird waterfowl, you will find it, all the videos, all the specs, everything you need to know about the product is right there. If you are at all interested in it, um, help George out, help him get to his pledge. If it's above the pledge, keep going because you're only benefiting from the pledge because you're going to be able to get this at 40% off. Um, So jump on board, Um, don't wait for this to start showing up in retail stores and it being uh, a little bit bit more than what (laughs) you could get it for right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we are as advertised, we are not experts, we're just a bunch of friends that love hanging out chatting bird hunting and meeting all the amazing people that we've met all across north america over the past year um episode 100 is coming up soon uh, and if you know us you know who that guest is going to be um it's going to be captain jeff coates so uh it pr- promises to be a great episode george bluebird waterfowl thank you so much for coming on it was an awesome show I am just as excited about this product as you are. um, And I can't wait for everybody to learn more about the animator. And I can't wait to start seeing videos of people actually using it and finishing birds over. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for me. Surround yourself with good people. Big love until next week.